Hey team, it's Matt Drinkon here. And you might have heard, my brand new book releases on Amazon on March 8th. It's been a labor of love that I think can really help you navigate some of the challenges you're experiencing in your own life. I go over toxic positivity and how to think you're in it for everyone else. In reality, you're in it for yourself. And I express that through this entire book and help learn from our own mistakes and how to turn the lens on ourselves and ask good questions. So go to Amazon on March 8th and you can get the Kindle version for only 99 cents. Just search for the book title, The Eternal Optimist. It's never too late. And you can download it directly to your device. That's it for me. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, and welcome to the Eternal Optimist podcast. My name is Matt Drinkon. And I'm here to share with you today that this is the show for you if you want to get off the bench and into the offense and life. And if you're already playing offense and you also feel there are things that are blocking you, slowing you down, trying to stop you, again, this is the show for you, my friends, where I take uh, just a few minutes and have a great conversation with someone who has overcome so much and they share with you how they thought about doing it and how they took action and got it done. And get ready because today's gonna be a great conversation. Before we get started, I wanna encourage you to connect with me on social media, at Facebook and Instagram, at the account Eternal Optimist Podcast. Today's episode is all about overcoming insurmountable challenges. From the moment this conversation begins through the end, it is a crescendo of rising inspiration each step of the way. And it's important because everyone has something to overcome. Everyone has something they're shooting for. And to get there, they must overcome something. And today, my friends, our guest is Miss Carolyn Colleen. One word for her, fierce. And by her definition, fierce is strong and graceful. Underneath this mild-mannered voice, is a woman who has been forged and created from incredibly difficult beginnings. Bad things have happened in her life, and we chose during this conversation to dive into how she overcame them. And it's impressive. She is impressive. And the longer you listen, the more inspired you may become. We talk about how to live within the highest essence of self, how to ignite your own fire despite the circumstances, how she harnessed and used her challenges as fuel. We go all the way back to when Carolyn was standing in the Salvation Army food line with her child, waiting for food when she felt completely immobilized because of her history. And she shares the exact moment that changed it all. She shares the process she has refined that led her from absolute poverty to becoming successful in corporate America, then her journey into becoming an entrepreneur through COVID, becoming an author, a community leader, and a global thought leader. This conversation will teach you how to be a strategist, how to have a long-term results focus while living in the short term, one step at a time. Carolyn is about surviving and thriving and teaching people how to break out of generational challenges and set a new path of which they will only move forward. With that, it is my privilege and honor to welcome to the show, Carolyn Colleen. Enjoy. 
and welcome to the Eternal Optimist Podcast, the show for optimists by optimists. This is the show for people who see the good in the world and want to make a positive difference in the lives of their families and communities. Each week, you'll hear inspiring stories that will get you thinking bigger and playing more offense in life. With your host and high-performance coach, Matt Drinkon. Okay, without any further ado, I welcome my guest, new friend to the table today, Carolyn Colleen. Carolyn, how are you today? I am great. Thanks for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. And I'd be remiss if I didn't share with the audience that we've been having technical challenges on the internet for a few minutes. So we've already overcome our own challenges. That's right. Stronger for it. So let's start with challenges, shall we? I'd love to go back in time and just ask you, what was something that was challenging for you in your past that you can share and relate a story for us? Thank you for asking. And there's several. And on our beautiful journey, which I like to call our evolution, as we continually learn, fall on our face, get back up again. I have so many different examples. Oh, yeah. When I tap into perhaps one of the latest ones, I would say, is jumping from a, a corporate job to being 100% entrepreneur. That was quite a struggle. And all the things that came and led up to that have also been an interesting appreciation for that continuous learning and growing in resilience. So back in 2020, something happened and we all experienced a lot of different types of adversities. And what I decided is thanks to a lot of work that I've done internally and being able to see, hey, I want to create a vision. I want to create something that is very different and unique. I want to do something that might pay it forward for others. And in 2020, I took a leap from leading strategy for three states, for Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Iowa for cancer care, to opening my own Acton, and also getting on the list for opening my own nonprofit which I had been doing for eight years and now getting a 501c3 as well. And the goal of both of those is to help our future continue to create self-sufficiency and not just being self-sufficient, but creating generational self-sufficiency by turning around the direction that it seems that to be that we're heading in, in, in many capacities. And how do we help our future youth, our future generations, and ourselves currently, you, to be self-sufficient. And so that was born out of many struggles in my very short lifetime. Now, Matt, I'm only 44 on this beautiful journey. And the way that I saw the world is very different than the way I see the world now. And what I appreciate about you and the, what you, the way you see the world and how your listeners, as they listen to you, is, yeah, bad things happen. And adding that and to it, then what? At a young age, I suffered from sexual abuse from men and women throughout my entire childhood. And the way I saw the world was just a place that was to take and take and take and take. Being able to challenge that viewpoint, being able to challenge that perspective was very difficult. And being and seeing the world in that take standpoint 
actually made a lot of the decisions that I made from the lenses that I made them from, which made life very difficult. And I found myself standing in line at the Salvation Army with my young daughter, having absolutely no idea where I was going to live and where my next meal would come from. And in that moment, I realized that I've got to be able to do something better for my daughter, even if I didn't think it was for me. And that struggle itself, as I remember standing there in that line with people from all different walks of life, right underneath those fluorescent lights thinking, is this my life? And as I dealt with flashbacks, PTSD, situational depression, I felt immobilized by a lot of the history that I had to deal with. And looking back at that time and how I've used and repurposed what happened to me to happen for me, I had to borrow the light that others saw in me until my fierce light ignited. And today, that's what I do for women and families around the world to realize how they might ignite their own ferocity despite the circumstances. I repurposed what happened to me to happen for me and used it as fuel to push me through that line onto education, onto building my career and repurposing it and using it as fuel to make decisions that serve me compared to decisions that self-sabotage me. And I continue to do that five minutes at a time, building from five to 15 to 30, then getting into a full day, which I'm sure you've heard of this concept, one day at a time. Yeah. I broke it down into five minutes at a time, tapping into that sympathetic nervous system of emotion, because as humans, we are emotional beings. We feel emotion, we should. The difference is, what is the action that comes after the emotion? So what I've done is taken that emotion, whether it's good or bad, or sometimes indifferent, because procrastination is also an emotion, and using it as fuel to push you into what you deserve compared to self-sabotage. And, and that is a, it's, it's a packed answer, I know, but, but it has served me and thousands of people around the world for now seven years. You just shared so many things right there. I could ask you so many questions and you shared some heavy things and I tend to go light first. So I love the way you said only 44. I was wondering your age because you look so young. You have this youthful exuberance about you. So I love that. I'm 45. So I love that. And then there were some real, real challenging things to unpack in there. I love that you said bad things happen and we can learn with it. We can learn from it. We can then move forward with it. But you use the and. So I love that. I'd love to go back to, uh, you started by talking about self-sufficiency and to help families find self-sufficiency. What does that mean, finding self-sufficiency? What does that mean to you? So to me, it means being able to live to the highest essence of whatever that is you're meant for and being sustainable. We talked a little bit before we got on the show with the concept of 
if I did, I can do it, you can do it too. And I feel very passionate about uh, people being able to, like I did, go from the Salvation Army to emerging into being a GoBundance woman. And how do you go to evolve into that and be not just self-sufficient in yourself, meaning that you can live a life that you want. Now, when I talk about this, I'm talking about living to the highest essence of yourself. Let's say you love baking. All right. Excellent. You love baking. How can you be the very best in what you enjoy and what you love while also making a living? And as you make a living, how might you also give back? Because you've figured out something. There's something in which there's time, treasure, or talent in which to give back because that's the key to fulfillment, right? Mm-hmm. So when I talk about self-sufficiency, I'm talking about living and being in that highest essence of self while also sustaining your bills, whatever that is, whether some people, they want to own a home, some people don't. Whatever that is, the highest essence of you And as you're on this journey, then also paying it forward and giving back so that you actually achieve that sense of fulfillment. If you're fully fulfilled in perhaps blessing someone's home by being a housekeeper or a house manager, that is the highest essence of what your gift is. How is it that you lean into that, that you create a self-sufficient life for yourself and then pay it forward in what you learn, and then continue that onto generations. Now, where the generational piece comes in is, for me specifically, I lived in low-income housing. I got food from the Salvation Army in pantries. And there are many beautiful nonprofits who serve that immediate need, right? That you need shelter, you need housing, you need some type of housing, you need food, and you need some type of sustainable income. Now, how might we as different nonprofits collaborate in which to make a generational change and teach people how not to come back and live to the highest essence of this out themselves, be self-sufficient and pay it forward for that next generation. So that, yes, I did. I was living in low-income housing. I did have state funding and My daughter, who is now 23, bought her first home on her own and is house hacking. How do we teach our next generation to be self-sufficient and continue that ripple? Because we have this hurt in our nation. We have this, this generational poverty issue that's happening. How do we challenge that? How do we continue to move the needle in which to create that long-term self-sufficiency. I love your questions. They're phenomenal questions with limitless potential. I love the way you ask questions. I want to go back and just read back one of the questions and take us back to that moment in the Salvation Army. You asked the question, how might I ignite my own ferocity despite the circumstances I'm in? Great question. Love the question. How does someone go from being in that Salvation Army line and feeling and going through the things that you've experienced in your life, the trauma, and then staying there with your daughter? How do you go from that spot to the spot we are right now? You've been giving us the kind of a little bit of the recipe 
I'd love to take us through a timeline of just how your decisions built up, how your thinking evolved. Just help us with your evolution, please. Love to hear about it, Carolyn. Yeah, let's get down. And I said a little earlier, it's about that concept, someone really hopeful, really meaningful said to me, Carolyn, it's okay. You can get through this one day at a time. And I looked at her and I thought one day is way too much. And let's think about this. Like we have so many adversities, all of us. It's like, we're, this is not our first rodeo as a human race. And we're, you know, it's not over yet. Life can be hard, but breaking it down for me, it needed to be all the way down to five minutes. Now you can do anything that you might not want to do in five minutes. And so that's what I did. And I didn't realize that I was doing that at that time, but I had created this tool out of survival in which to get through. And, but I didn't realize I was really creating a method for myself, but it turns out it was. And it helped me thrive throughout the years. And what I did is I broke it down. So first, the first step is breathe. So B for breathe, just taking that deep breath. And what's interesting is sometimes we we don't give breath enough credit. But there's a lot of us who probably heard when we were little or when we're stressed or from a meaningful mentor of some kind, be it a mom or an aunt or maybe a dad or whomever. When we're four years old, and I remember you saying you have a four-year-old daughter, you know, when they're upset and they're out of their mind, we say, take a deep breath. Well, we've heard this many times before, right? And actually, that's ancient wisdom combined with modern science. So there are 123 brain cells that are stalking our breath. And if we hold our breath, our body tenses up and we're unable to really think (laughs) very well. If you think about it last time you're angry, can we really think? Really? No. Now, if we take a deep breath, what happens is that we actually open our mind to be able to focus on something. So it's just breathing, taking a deep breath, whatever it is. If it's a Wim Hof, is it just a four by four method? Whatever it is, pick one and just take a deep breath. And what that does is it gets us present. And then the second step that I use is F for focus, focusing on that one thing. Now, for me and for many people, I'm sure they resonate with all these things to do. I can't even do a thing. Stressed and immobilized by overwhelm, right? And this word overwhelm comes up often. Every day, yeah. And so just taking that deep breath, B for breathe, two, F for focus, focus on one thing. What's one thing you need to do in which to move you forward on a longer term outcome? So if you go back to that Salvation Army, the one thing I needed to do was smile so I didn't scare my daughter. And I needed to move forward in that line, even though my body felt immobilized so that I could get. And what was my long-term outcome? My long-term outcome was feed myself and my daughter. From there, I'd be able to get housing. From there, I'd be able to perhaps get sustainable housing, right? That's a short-term goal. So F for focus to move forward smile. Then the last step is F for fierce action. Now, fierce action is tapping into that fight or flight or freeze. 
tapping into your sympathetic nervous system as we end up with that that welling up in our body when we feel anxiety, when we feel overwhelmed, when we feel anger, fear. That's an emotion. And the thing is that the only difference between a heroine and a coward is the action that follows the emotion. We all have the same feelings. We all have fear, anxiety, overwhelm. But what are you doing with it and doing five minutes at a time? So yes, I was fearful. I was overwhelmed. I was getting blackback from things that never should have happened. And harnessing it, using it as fuel to say, five minutes, I'm going to harness that and I'm going to use it to move forward in the direction that serves me. Just five minutes. I can do that. Okay. Then, again and again. Soon enough, five minutes turned into 30. I've gotten through that line. I've gotten onto the bus to the next place. And soon enough, I've gotten through a whole day. I'm registered in college. I've gotten a place to live. I'm working 40, 50 hours a week while going to school full time. I'm pushing. I'm pushing forward and I'm advancing. And as I'm doing that, I'm moving on and I'm pushing five minutes at a time, five minutes at a time. Some people would say, Carolyn, how'd you do all that? I didn't think about it. I took the emotion and I moved forward five minutes at a time. Fast forward, I get out of low-income housing. I build my career and I work my way up into the organization. I graduate with my undergrad. I graduate with my master's. I move into taking my PhD and publishing my first book. And I repurposed it. It's not just survival. It's thriving. I can do this. If I can manage going from bus stop to food pantry to daycare to school and now without missing a bus, what kind of career does that create? That creates a strategist. And what are the tools and the resources I need to bring closer to me in which to create a life I deserve, a life that my daughter deserves, a life that changes the trajectory in the generational poverty? the generational hurt, the generational, creating generational self-sufficiency and doing it just five minutes at a time. How might I dream bigger, go bigger, because I can celebrate the things that I did do. And I can do that five minutes at a time too. So it's breathe, focus, fierce action, your new best friend, BFF. Oh, wow. you, this, my friends, is, we can title this episode a number of things, how to create a strategist, how to go from surviving to thriving. Uh, from the most challenging conditions to now inspiring millions. Just thank you. I feel like I've learned and grown being a part of this conversation and thank you. And I can witness it and see you live doing it. I just feel the congruency. I just thank you. That's all I can say. I'm almost speechless here. I'm so impressed and just love this feeling you've gifted us. And now a brief break to read one of our reviews. Today's reviewer of the show is from August 2022, Mr. John Vroman, titled Intentional Interviews. Words that describe the show, presence, relevance, heart, wisdom. Matt is such an incredible host, balancing kindness, vulnerability, and power. I love the vibe of the Eternal Optimist podcast. Well done, team. Well, thank you, John Vroman, for that uh, 
wonderful review. We appreciate you very much. Oddly enough, while I was speaking with Carolyn during the recording of this show, we discovered that we both knew John Froman. So we snapped a photo of us together and texted it to him during the recording. So thank you, John, for being a great friend and inspirer. And now let's get back to the show. It's, a, it's an interesting journey. And here's the yeah. thing. You can break it down. I have people who are struggling and going through cancer treatment and using mm-hmm. this method. I have real estate agents who use it in which to pick up the phone because this is a hard time. And how do we move forward just five minutes at a time with something that perhaps we have, we're trying to revitalize our interest in, we're trying to revitalize what we know. And just really just taking a deep breath and saying, hey, you know what? Mm. Yeah, life can be hard. And that's okay. What are you doing with it? And how are you breaking it down five minutes at a time in which to live to the highest essence of you? Because sometimes when we look out into the world, we think, mm, I don't know if I'm really, what I don't even know what I'm in for. You know, we talk about vision, we talk about purpose, we talk about all these things. And what in the world am I meant for? You might not need to, you might not know right now. But you can take that moment for yourself in which to realize that you might be that shining light for another person and not even know it. So take that deep breath, show up, realize that, yeah, this is temporary. And how might we lean into five minutes of doing something we might not want to do? And it turns out to be something absolutely brilliant that will change your life and more importantly, the lives of another person that you may not have ever met. I'm certainly now a fan. And in that fandom, there's one question. At the very beginning, we started with what's challenging. You talked about making the jump from corporate to entrepreneur. And then you went and gave us a master class on literally how to go from most challenging condition and just surviving to mentally focus five minutes at a time, breathe, focus fierce action, a tremendous formula that turned you into a master strategist. Take us back to that moment when you did finally make that commitment to go from corporate to entrepreneur. What were you feeling in that moment? And take us forward from, I think you said, seven years, you've been on this mission. And then in 2020, you made another jump. So somewhere in that timeline, take us back to when you made that full-time jump, corporate to entrepreneur. Yeah, it was actually same feeling, fear. (laughs) And here's the cool thing is that that I've noticed in all these different evolutions continuous throughout my life. And you may have noticed this as well. And I think that many people do is just speaking and seeing that you're going through it. It's really that stage where you have an opportunity or you have something that you're like, oh, I'm really meant for this. And you're fearful, but you're really excited too. Yes. Kind of like a 50-50 and I say personally, it's truly for me, it's time to it's time to get silent. It's time to get in that space where I practice my miracle morning and I know I'm being called for something. And that's exactly what happened. I remember it distinctly. It was Friday the 13th, doomsday, March 2020. And at that point, you could just see there's going to be this change coming. And as I, and to be frank, I was losing $20,000 a day. And it was just kept bleeding out. I'm like, what's happening? Is the whole world shutting down? And I'm thinking, oh my goodness. Wow. 
what am I going to do? And a lot of my colleagues and friends are going through the very same thing. And in that space of fear of the unknown, just taking that deep breath and remembering what is it you're truly meant for? What is it that is your unique gift that you can take, add resources to, and lean into? So at that point, I an international speaker while also leading strategy for cancer care. All the international speaking gigs were all closing down, obviously. And I took the leap after leaving the corporate world, and I took the leap to open my act-in. I'd been on the wait list for two years to open an act-in. Now, I'd done private school, I'd done Montessori, I did homeschool, and I did public school. And all of those options were not the right fit for my boys. And I discovered acting through similar groups that you and I hang in. And one of my mentors said, Carolyn, why don't you open an acting? So I got on the wait list. And through Holy Spirit, I was gifted the opportunity two years after being waitless and opened up right in the middle of a pandemic. And it's been an absolute brilliant journey in which to create the hero's journey for our children. And I have the only STEM private entrepreneurial and trade school in Wisconsin. And your children, do they get the opportunity to go there? Yes. Uh, they do. Awesome. And we have a brilliant children's business fair every year now. Second year, first year was 60 children. And what they do is they create their own little businesses and parents cannot help. And it's brilliant. It's so wonderful to see their little light eyes light up. And then last year with 60 little entrepreneurs, this year will be 150 little entrepreneurs creating their own businesses, having their own business plan and explaining how they're going to also give back to their community, which is key in creating generational self-sufficiency. So you're not just saying these words, you have taken the entrepreneurial leap to create generational self-sufficiency through teaching our kids from the very beginning. And I honor you for that. I have some friends of mine who we've mentioned that they have their kids go to Acton's and they love it. The kids are blossoming into civic-minded entrepreneurs. And I just love the way that this is unfolding right in front of us. In fact, I did not know that yours were in Wisconsin. And I have people in my groups whose kids are in Acton in Wisconsin, probably even in your school. So this is amazing to hear. Wow. So... Tell us a little bit more about what's happening right now and where what might be happening next with your Actons, with your other business. Just where are you going? Where are you leading us? Yeah, thank you. I'm on a mission for this for generational self-sufficiency, and that includes education and that includes serving our community. And with that, my one of my latest books is Academic and Entrepreneur Education. So that's a theory around is it as an entrepreneur created through education or is an entrepreneur created through life skills? And the theory that I argue is that it's both. How do we find again? How do we find what, what we're meant for? How do we find what our skills are? And then how do we go out and reach, reach those, grab those resources, be it through traditional education, through mentors through hands-on education and creating our next generation of entrepreneurs because our country, we were founded on about 73% entrepreneurs. And now that in that statistic has is now 33%. However, there's a shift. And how do we make it or create a way for our next generation to be prepared for this shift? And times are different. We deserve different. So 
I feel passionately about also reversing adverse childhood experience scores with resilience. Mm -hmm. Adverse childhood experience scores state that with a higher adverse childhood experience score, which is it's a study out of the CDC and Kaiser Permanente, if you want more information on it, but um, the higher the score, the higher likelihood you are to create cancer in your body or heart disease. We have an opportunity to combat that epidemic and help save our current generation and also our future generation. So that's my mission is to be able to heal our communities from the inside out while creating generational self-sufficiency and doing that through my Fierce Foundation, which is a nonprofit 501c3, and providing education through my acting that is as I have an entrepreneurial and trades twist to it. Wow. Amazing. Well, so in helping to serve future generations, while we're doing it now and serving future generations, what might a day in the life of Carolyn look like when you're managing Actons and your foundation and being a mom? What does a day in the life look like as someone who's impacting the world like this? What's fun is connecting with people like you, being able to find yeah connection with other heart-centered, like-minded humans, because it takes a village to raise a child, and it takes a community to make an impact. And so in any given day, I could be connecting. I could be facilitating conversation, collaborating. So I collaborate with Case Western Reserve in Ohio through exchange program, facilitating hard conversations in order for us to continue to make a change in our world. We need to be able to we need to be able to say, hey, I don't agree with you, but I still love and respect you. And how do we work together on this issue in which to make humanity better? And it will take people that can use, just like in our act, and we use a Socratic method where we ask questions and we ask questions in which to seek to understand, not rebuttal. And wouldn't that be brilliant if we had a future generation of children who learned how to have conversation, ask questions in which to understand so that, yeah, we might not see eye to eye, but we can come together as a unit, as a community in which to make a change for the better so that at the end of our journey, we left our world a little bit better. On that, you have filled my bucket and I'm sure filled our listeners' buckets with an inspirational story, Carolyn. And I'd love to invite you into our ding, ding, ding lightning round here. So I've put together a couple questions for you and I love everything you've shared so far. So I'm hoping that you'll be able to rise to this challenge. Uh, or the Eternal Optimist podcast, what does eternal optimism, what does that mean to you? Eternal optimism to me means continuing, despite the challenges, continuing to try and seek what's good about this. There's this concept of you don't truly die until the last person speaks your name. So what are you leaving behind? Amazing. Thank you. If there is a a favorite movie or a song, something that inspires you, that's memorable and impactful for you, what might that be? Oh, Hands Down by Brother James. And we sing this every morning, my boys and I, in our Miracle Morning. So anytime you need like a little 
affirmation, a little bit of uplift. He's part, Brother James James is part, he's a good friend and he's also just a family, a family brand. We listen to his music every morning as part of our Miracle Morning. And also when we need an upbeat, just an upbeat upbeat way to enjoy music glad you said that i listen to abracadabra just about every day one of my songs love it love it awesome last question would be is there a book you're reading now or a book that's been influential for you in your development that you can share with us the latest one that i've actually hit three times now is on living untethered by michael singer so his first book was untethered soul and his second book is living untethered and that takes it even to the next level of just um being. So who do we choose to be? And it's a profound reading and I enjoy it. And each time I read it, it's a little bit different, the takeaway. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so happy you said that because my wife and I, that's the one book, the the first one they wrote, Untethered Soul, that we both connected with last year. It's like our favorite book. We both listened to it. And I bought it. So thank you for sharing it. How do we find out more about you and connect with you and continue to be inspired by you, Carolyn? Yeah. So I have my own podcast, Finding Your Fierce, and also my website, carolyncolleen.com. That's you can find all the things about me and what I'm up to. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. We appreciate you joining us today. And we just love your story. We love you. It's just, you've been so inspirational. Thank you so much. We wish you the best and just keep up what you're doing. The world needs more Carolyn Colleen's and you're making them over there and your actings and what you're doing. So just thank you, Carolyn. By my heart, thank you. Much appreciated. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Eternal Optimist podcast. You can check the show notes for information about today's episode. And please share the show with that friend who is wanting to think bigger. We'll see you next time.